Welcome to Got Something to Say with Johnny Reinhardt, highlighting the people and events making the news and making a difference on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Got Something to Say is brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you. My guest today, very excited to be talking with Larry Wozniak. He is the president of Lest We Forget. You're getting ready for a, a really big weekend, uh, a lot of events and things going on. But first, Larry, tell me a little bit more about Lest We Forget and what, what you guys are all about. Because not only do you guys going to be busy this weekend, but you guys are doing all kinds of stuff. Don Olsbro started Lest We Forget with a couple other people in 2006. And it was basically because... History wasn't being taught in the schools about military that much, you know, a page here and there, and that was about it. So he decided it was time to spread the word and educate the public. The first thing they did in 2006 was they interviewed about 25 World War II veterans, and they got it on on VHS at that time, and they got Tom Brokaw and NBC News to introduce the tape, and it was shared with schools all over the country. And then they started doing some live broadcasts, too, where they were talking. Schools could, you know, could ask questions back and forth. So that's what started it. And then it became, uh, you know, what else can we do? And so we started doing some reenactment weekends every year. Uh, we've been involved in about a dozen parades every summer in all different communities. Um, we now have six books of veteran stories. Uh, book six just came out in November. About 70 or 80 stories in every book of local, mostly local veterans. And then in November, we do a concert uh, at the Mental Center you know, in honor of Veterans Day. So uh, all those activities keep us pretty busy. We have monthly meetings at the Benton Harbor Airport the first Wednesday of every month, open to the public. Um, about 15% of our members are not veterans. They're just patriots. But uh, we have even still some, a couple of World War II guys that make it in every every month. Uh, several Korean and then a lot of Vietnam and, you know, not too much of the younger guys. Most of them are still working sure. at Wednesday morning at nine thirty, ten o'clock, but on the, you know, the first Wednesday of the month, but, uh, we get some of those involvement with, with volunteers, you know, so they, they're involved that way, even though they can't come to meetings. Yeah. And that's just so important to share those stories and, and what people, uh, you know, experience because you're, you're exactly right. Uh, when, you know, you go to your history classes and they talk about everything from, you know all the different wars that we fought over the uh, the time of our country, but especially yeah, you get to like World War Two and World War One, and it's like yeah, this happened. And you talk a little bit about D Day and some of those other uh, major events, but, but you don't hear much else. And it's kind of like you know it's two three weeks on spent on that maybe in the classroom, and not enough of the what actually people experienced, and and really getting the visual of reenactment. And even just seeing a lot of the stuff that, you know, maybe military people used, it, personnel used at that time uh, is really cool. And you really immerse yourselves in those that that story and that era uh, and understand a lot of that stuff. And uh, with these reenactments in this event that you have coming up this weekend, um, what goes what goes into planning a lot of this stuff? Because I know you've done different eras and different wars, but I mean, you guys make the decision of, OK, this is what we're going to cover this year. Then the, tell me about more about the process of, of putting a weekend like this together. Well, we, you know, we are looking at ideas and themes, you know, years in advance. But uh, when it comes down to the, the actual year of the event, uh, usually around November, December, we start talking about you know, what, what we're going to do and some of the big things we need to bring in and, and make sure people have the right dates who are coming in to be pre- presenters and, and, act, and involved in that way. 
But then in uh, in January, we started having monthly, sometimes twice a month, planning meetings outside of our regular membership meetings. And it's uh, we have Don Allsbro, and he was he was in, he's still involved, but he's kind of backing off a little bit. He's, he's getting a little, he's getting a little bit of some health issues, mm-hmm. but he had a lot of contacts. He spent twenty five, thirty years in the army, and he had a lot of contacts, a lot of information. Uh, I don't have as many contacts, but I have a lot of people I can rely on, and we have you know we keep keep track of those kind of things. Um, the, we have three boats that we, we bring in every year: uh, World War Two era boats. The the duck, the gator, and the uh, Higgins boat, and those coming from Ohio. Again, those guys are getting older and talk about you know selling their equipment off too. But you know there's there's people out there who have stuff, so we, we're always keeping in contact with yeah. you know maybe we'll need you next year. You know even Nick Marsh in Bering Springs has a duck you know a duck that could be used in our event. So and he's interested in getting involved. That's right. Really well, we just start working on things and. Things evolve. Last year, I mean, this year we're doing the Cold War. So that's the Cold War is not a battle. The Cold War is psychological. And but the World War II boats and the flamethrower and the Brian actors, that all draws people. So we're still still doing those things because they draws the crowd. Okay. But we, we were in Waterville Parade last summer and they had their. Uh, t- uh, areas set up for activities for the kids and families and it included a zip line and a climbing wall. And we got excited about that. We figured if water release doing it, it can't be too expensive. <laughs> but it was. But okay. uh, so we're paying $12,000 to have a zip line and climbing wall. And that is Cold War. Well, you say how? Well, yeah, we're going to climb the Berlin Wall. Okay. And we're going to actually constructing a 16-foot long, 8-foot high Berlin Wall with graffiti on it under the zip line. So they will zip line from East Berlin over our wall to West Berlin to Freedom. And those things actually happened in, in Germany. So we're not just making things up. And that's our way of teaching people about the Cold War. And will you do like secret messages or anything like that? Or any of that that's sort a good of idea. Espionage you know, Johnny, or something? we need you there to help bring some secret <laughs> messages. But That's really cool. Uh, and and uh, so you're doing that. Will the Ber- Berlin Wall fall down at, at, as, as the weekend finishes? We end at three o'clock on Sunday. It's going to be coming down one way or the other. So yeah, we should get that on film. So that's cool. <laughs> um, and so tell me about some of this other stuff because, like you said, it, you're going to focus more on the Cold War. So that when it comes to like reenacting that, it's different than than any of the other ones. But how are you going to explain more of what's going on and what what people went through during that era? We have uh, first of all display panels that'll be made. We have posters. We have. Uh, the, the, they'll be on, you know, where they're waiting in line to get on these activities. Though they, they can, you know, see those kind of things. There'll be people there, of course, you know, be able to answer to ask questions and things like that. Uh, an artist, and I forgot her name, but it's going to be on display. She just got involved. She is painting the graffiti on the Cold War, on the wall, on the Berlin Wall. Oh, wow. Bering, the, so the, the Berlin Wall. Wow. She is not just doing graffiti. She's doing graffiti that is information about the Cold War. So they can oh. actually look at the wall and, and and learn more things, more facts and things like that. So I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm just getting excited about it. It'll be coming in on Friday to be set up. It's being made in Bangor right now. So That's really awesome. This is happening, uh, the Lest We Forget, a weekend where you've got reenactments and all kinds of other activities, uh, 17th and 18th, so Saturday and Sunday. Where's most of this going to be happening? All these activities take place at the corner of Upton and Whitwam Drives. 
So if you're going down to heading to the harbor, the Inner Harbor Shores Hotel, down that ramp, tur- there on the right, turn left. We're we were in the field on the left. Now, uh, Larry, you mentioned uh, as I'm looking in through here that there is a flamethrower demonstration. Tell me a little bit more we about that. We have reenactors that are coming in from Chicago, and then the flamethrower operator comes in from New York, and they will do five battle demonstrations during the weekend: two on three on Saturday and two on Sunday. And uh, they'll, so they'll, they'll, they'll actually bring the gator out of the, out of the, through the river. The reenactors will get out. Be a, the, the enemy, the Germans or the, I mean the, the Japanese will be on the uh, other end. And then they will have a, a battle demonstration. And then the flamethrower opens up and sets it on fire. So Wow. It's, a, it's an amazing sight to see that flamethrower. And we're, you know, you're watching it from probably 100 yards away, maybe 50, 75 yards. But the heat is tremendous. Uh, it's just it's just an amazing thing, and people really just you, the the wows and the awes at that time are just, you you hear it all through the crowd. That's really cool. And uh, there's also going to be uh, a couple moments where you will have guest speakers that will talk and focus a little bit about the the Cold War as well. Right on Saturday at noon, Jerry Schwatsky, the uh, retired history teacher, he has a master's from Notre Dame. He'll be talking about the Cold War for about an hour, uh, and then on Sunday. Uh, Lee Sherwitz, who has spent 15 years in Germany, was there when the Berlin Wall came down. We'll be talking about the Berlin Wall itself. This sounds like it'd be a going to be a great event. There's not only, like you said, the zip line, the uh, the flame throwing, the climbing wall, the guest speakers, but there's a lot of other great stuff. Any other big highlights for well, the both weekend? Both days start about eight o'clock in the morning, Saturday and Sunday morning, with the Baroda Alliance Club doing a pancake breakfast. So that goes all until noon. And then uh, Twisted Dog is out there with their food for the rest of the afternoon and evening. Uh, we also have a root beer floats that are free. Just make a donation if you'd like. Uh, the, and that, uh, the root beer is donated by Pepsi. Uh, and then we have uh, a Saturday evening USO show at 7 o'clock. And that's, again, free. All these activities are free to the public. Uh, the, the Spaniels Forever are going to be our USO show. They do a Motown set. Uh, for a couple hours, but in, and Billy Shelton is the one of the original Spaniel members from the fifties. He's eighty nine years old, still very active. Uh, he's the bass singer, and one of their hit songs in nineteen fifty three was, and I'm not going to sing it, but it's "Good Night, Sweetheart, It's Time to Go." Yeah, great. So song. if you remember that song, that's the Spaniels. So they they do a great song. We've we've seen them at other places, and uh, so they're they're our Saturday night entertainment. Uh, we also have uh, a lot of other events coming in. Like the 20th Century Museum uh, has vehicles. They have uh, all kinds of displays. They have weapons that you can pick up a machine gun and see how heavy it is. You can put on a flap jacket. It's an all-hands-on type museum. So they've got all kinds of things set up, and they just love people asking questions about that stuff. Uh, Fifth Armor is also coming in. They, they're bringing in three half-tracks. One of them is a kitchen on a half track. Mm. Half track is be you a know, part wheels and part track, so it helps get, get, get move through sand, those kind of things a little easier. Uh, so that's coming in. And then we have uh, from Indiana, uh, Jerry Lindquist. He is bringing in a mash tent, Mobile Army Surgical Hospital tent. He'll have that set up, and he's going to play uh, hot. He's going to play the the character in from Mash. And why can't I say his name now? 
uh, Radar. Oh, Sorry. yeah. He's going to play Radar. Okay. And we have another lady who's going to be Hot Lips Houlihan. So they'll be around at the MASH tent all weekend. And you can actually see with all the things that are going on in a MASH hospital. That's awesome. How many reenactors do you have for, for, for these weekends? For this one, we're having about 15 to 18 reenactors. And that includes the Japanese okay. uh, side of the, you know, the group. So they, and then most of them come from the Chicago area. So awesome. it's, it's a smaller group, but it's, it, it, it gets the point across. Okay. So like you said, you're going to cover some Cold War and some other parts of uh, some other things that you can do reenactments and as well as uh, Berlin Wall uh, and flying over that on a zip line. So it sounds like it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, how can we support uh, what you guys do for Lest We Forget, not only for this weekend, but any other time when you have great events like this? We are always looking for. We always rely on donations and and some grants. Everything we get is from you know, is from the public. We don't get any state funding. Uh, we are going to spend about thirty eight to forty forty thousand dollars this weekend, and all that's covered. We have that in the bank. Uh, the Upton Foundation is giving us ten thousand uh, dollars. We've we've gotten five thousand in the past from the from the DC Cook Heart of Cook Foundation, but most of it's from membership and just just you know, people out there interested in our our activities. We do sell T-shirts and books, but that's those are minor sure. minor income amounts. So if you're interested in getting involved, our website is lestweforgetusa.org. And our Facebook page is Lest We Forget in SW, Michigan. So that's a ways to get in contact with us. Uh, okay. We also have, as I said, our meetings are open to the public at the first Wednesday of every month. So the next one is July 5th. I know it's a holiday time, but uh, Wednesday is July 5th at the airport. We have our meetings. Yeah. And awesome. one thing going on this week that I forgot to mention is we have a obstacle course. It's actually like a ninja type course. Like the one on TV, hmm. it's for kids up to ten years old. But the the uh, hard the uh, relay for life group is is bringing that in, and they'll have that set up on Saturday and Sunday as well, so the kids can go through this obstacle course. That's great. This sounds like it's going to be a great uh, event for the whole entire family. Not only can you have some fun, you can learn some great things about history, meet some great people as well, and uh, hey, you toss flamethrower in there. That's uh, that sounds like it's going to be a ton it's of fun. It's an amazing sight. It is. Awesome. Well, Larry, thank you so much for telling me about all the, the great stuff that's going on. Like you said, go to lestweforgetusa.org to get all the info about the great things happening Saturday and Sunday right here uh, in our community. Check out uh, all those events uh, right there. Thank you so much uh, for being a part of the show. Thank you, Johnny. Got something to say with Johnny Reinhardt, highlighting the people and events making the news and making a difference on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Have something to say? Email Let's Talk at WSJM.com.